life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow, more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. Pick up your microphone, sir. Are we on? Uh, yeah, you're probably going to have to speak up a little bit. Why? Just because. Can't you just turn on my mic? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think there there's you a go. knob. I think you're on. There's a knob for what you want me to do. <laughs> Not on me. And kind of talk this way. Because if you talk into that vent, it'll echo. I should have covered that with a funny... Don't worry about what? the damn vent. Nobody cares about an Are echo. you kidding it's about the... It's a podcast. <laughs> They're listening to it at home or in headphones or in their car. No one gives a crap. Wow, what's that echo? I don't know. Let's turn over to Bill Burr. <laughs> Let's stop with the echo. Bill Burr if, you don't like, if you don't like the echo, don't go to Bill Burr's podcast. Yeah. Bill's got a lot of echo. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a tech wizard as far as... I mean, It's like he's God in a bless canyon. Him. The man. <laughs> He's in a ravine or a gully. Doesn't have you listened there? to Bill Burr's podcast? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> do you know what a podcast is, Alan? Yeah, I do. I've done years before, Marie. It's okay. The second time, I'm, I'm a fucking veteran. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys are both back. Thanks for tuning in the Road Stories podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy uh, Network. Go check out what's going on over there. We're not at the All Kings All Things Comedy Studio today. We're back at the Valeriano Podcast Studios. Back where it all began. Back where it all started. This is it. This is birth of genius right here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce these two guys. I have a lot to talk about today. Uh, both veterans of the podcast previously mentioned. Um, Jake Johansson on microphone. <laughs> That's what you had your face in your phone the whole time for? That's what I was doing just now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just that, though. I mean, there's a lot of other. There's a lot. Of, this is an app that I have. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have something set up for when I introduce him? Um, you know what? I, I don't yeah, need anything. I'm ready. Uh, Alan Havy, everybody. Thank you I, so much. I'm sitting here with a couple of middle-aged children. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no Before way. We, yeah, will you stop with your child, Jake? And look at your socks. What's going on? What, are, what kind of socks are those? These are, these are cycling socks. They've got uh, suns on them. Oh, those are funky. They're, they're sort of... Orange, yeah. How much do they cost you? I don't know. I bought them so long ago. I don't really get the chance so to wear them. But they last I, a long time, huh? Well, they do. They do last a long and time. And they're brightly colored at the top, so cars can see you. <laughs> yeah. Are, <laughs> are they luminescent? I mean, do they glow in the dark? Uh, no, they don't glow in the dark. Okay. Alan, you're gonna have to speak into your microphone a little bit more. Really? First of all, I'm holding the microphone. There you go. Is that bad? All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jake's I'm holding the microphone. Yes, it's bad. You get two microphone stands for your guests. Are you not a are you not a handheld guy? I on stage I am. Oh, okay. I'm not sitting down. All right. Sorry, I'm just uh, sorry. You're just I, you're. I'm a little irritable. I'm hungry. <laughs> you, you just ate a bagel. First of all, Jake bikes here and makes it 20 minutes early. I left myself time. I didn't know how long it was going to take. Alan, wow. Alan, hold on. First of all, what a renegade, and you're keeping it green. Yes, wife my wife's got the be... car. We got one car. We I went down know. to one car. That's what you do. You're down to one car. Right. Right. We're you... down to one car. Why are you guys down to one car? I don't think we could function, my wife and I, with one car. Well, because we 
Well, right now, my wife does not have a job. She, that's where she is right now. She's on a job interview, so she took the car this morning. Am I mistaken? Is your wife an actress? She was. Well, they're all actresses. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> No, saying. no, my wife's not an actress. Go ahead. Murray, yeah, she's Murray's an wife's actor. not an actress. No, they're not all actresses. Go ahead. I just was talking in the sense of... Sorry. Alan, for a guy who writes jokes, you didn't get that joke at all? They're all actresses? Come on. It's not a joke. It's a statement. Come up with a joke, and I'll laugh. It's a statement. They're all actresses. You look great. All right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All okay, right. Grumpy, right, I got I'm grumpy wrong. old men over here today. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so this is how it's. This is how it is with Alan and I. It's <laughs> one of the things we like about each other. Can I say that um, you two guys, if you this past year, both of you were involved in television history? Really? Were Don't we? you think? What? You mean Letterman? Letterman and uh, Madman, Madman, Mad yeah. So the so that would be me. I'm yeah. involved. Jake is just one of many You're comedians in, oh, that oh, have I been see. on Letterman. I see. No, you know what the weird thing about that was? I don't get this thing from you until right now. This thing of you needing to win. Are you just, I don't need to win. You just, just want to you win. win. You were in the last season of Mad Men, and I was in the last year of Letterman, but you feel like, oh man, it's better to be in the last season of Mad Men. I, I would give you that if that's what you need. I don't need anything, Jake. I think you do. <laughs> no, I don't, because I I'm fulfilled. Do. Why would you drive to the other side of Santa Monica to sit in somebody's guest house and talk into a microphone? Office. This is a cry for help. <laughs> Internet. Free bagels. Yeah. I can't pass yeah, well, up we, a free bagel with cream so we cheese. Need, so yesterday, my daughter did this. I'm sorry, my... No, please, go ahead. My it's better oh than you two bigger than like two old daughter women. stories. She did this dance thing at the, at the... It was a benefit fundraiser, and so mm. they had... You know, grown-up ballroom dancers, but then they had kids because all the kids in the school district do this ballroom dancing okay. thing in in fifth grade, and so they were there. It's very cute. These kids dancing, and then they had a little dinner for all the kids. And she only had a couple of her friends, and then the rest of the kids that she didn't know. But she was trying to decide if she was going to eat the dinner afterwards. And I said, "Well, let me tell you that one of the lessons of show business is you always eat the free dinner." I'm right about that. Yeah, I agree 100. percent I think yeah. I'm more in the business for free stuff. Than anything else. I'd just um, like to say I've supported dance over the years. I've been a generous supporter of dance over the years. I'm just so I think it's beautiful. Dance is a beautiful thing. Are you a dancer? No, but I admire dancers mm-hmm. and I have supported them. Would you spiritually dance? and financially over the years? Well, let's say let's say you're at a wedding or something. Would you dance? No, not unless I'm really drunk and you know I it's, I know someone. It's family, so I can dance. Yeah. What kind of dance do you tend to support? Uh, well, uh, individual women. Okay. Many of them who are single housewives. Single housewives? In the afternoon. Single moms, single moms you are You're talking about strippers now? Well, what? Really? I have to explain the joke? Well, you have, have to, to explain, explain what a single housewife I is. I support them spiritually and financially, <laughs> and you guys just rolled I, by that I like to, a couple of rookies. See, now I you're talking to too explain. much in the microphone. I had <laughs> open micers here <laughs> I'm sitting here with. My God. So, one has little socks on, one has braces. I'm the <laughs> only adult here. So I, I had to explain they're all actresses, but you feel like single housewives doesn't need an explanation? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Do you get emails ever, Marie? I get emails a lot, so keep them coming. I can't wait. Do you you really? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I get lonely for emails. It's hard (laughs) to believe that this is hooked up to anything, isn't it? (laughs) I know. It's like, yeah, speaking to the cords are plugged into the dirt outside. All right. All right, you two, stop bickering. You? Yeah. So, no, uh, your last one. How many Lettermans did you do? That was 46. Wow. 
Wow. That's amazing. That beats me by 36. How many episodes of Mad Men? You did, 10, you did 10 Letterman's? Yeah, I did 10 Letterman's. That's pretty impressive also. Um, That's a lot. Uh, Mad Men 11 episodes. 11 episodes. And here's the weird thing. The last Mad Men was on Sunday night, and then Wednesday night was the last Letterman. So it was two shows I had a connection with, with that were gone. So it was kind of weird. That's I, what I tried to say, and then you guys, then you started yelling at me and no, Jake. No, uh, Jake, <laughs> no, Jake. This is more Jake. about Alan being still the winner. It can't oh, be yeah. about me. Can't be. We're going to get to your kids. We're going to oh, yeah. get to your daughter's yeah. dance. We're going to get to your son. <laughs> Just let me get my stuff out here. <laughs> Tell no, us about your cat, Alan. I know you had a tough morning with your cat. It was a. Uh, it was just as sad because I was a fan of both shows, especially Letterman. Oh yeah, I, definitely. I watched Letterman for thirty years, and as much as I like being on it, I also enjoyed watching it. I agree. You know, so I, you know, it, it's sad. It's over. Yeah, L- it's and late it's night, a, right? And the connection to Carson. It ends that connection. Exactly. That kind of you know talk show, the template, Jack Parr, Steve Allen, Carson, Dick Cavett. Mm-hmm. Uh, those even, shows. Even, well, you could even argue that Jay had that connection, but now Jay's gone yeah. as well. Yeah, Jay's, Jay's gone. gone too. Yeah, definitely. Jay had the connection. Who's but, but we got to give props who's, to who's, Seth and who's, Seth who's, and Jimmy because show? they hire me to write sometimes. So we got to give Seth and Jimmy. I, I work uh, for them listen, sometimes. I've seen Jimmy, both shows. Jimmy, I like Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he's hosting the Tonight Show. Right? Yeah, he's hosting the Tonight Show. Jimmy Kimmel is on the other show. Yeah, I don't factor him into anything. What's that show? No, What's Jimmy Kimmel does a good job. I don't. He does a good job. I, this I think is, they're both funny. Yeah, I don't. Here's the I thing: like Seth is more political. I like that. I like. I like Seth. I've always liked Jimmy. I mean, even back in the day. Sure. When he was a young comic, here's the thing about Jimmy. As soon as he went on stage, people loved him. Yeah. Immediately. You just smiled. Uh, Chappelle has that. Gerard Carmichael has that. Mm-hmm. There's certain comics. That I don't can... know Gerard Carmichael. I need to do some Googling. Yeah. No, he has, he has his own. It's Gerard. Already. I believe it's Gerard. Oh, Gerard. Oh, I think what did I, I say? Gerard. Gerard. Sorry. Gerard. I think Sorry. I saw him on, I was on the American Airlines <laughs> and he came on. You know, it's like the Gerard Carmichael show. And yeah. I was like. Who who the f is that? Right, great I, guy, I know we can yeah. funny guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just yeah. saw him in, in uh, New York, the cellar. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, he's doing great. And you know, he's, I don't know Gerard personally. Yeah, good. So anyway, Jimmy has that, and uh, I think Colbert, when he's not interviewing an actress or someone mm-hmm. like when he's uh, talking politics or doing something, I think he's gotten better. I I didn't like the beginning of Colbert. At, when, when it first started, sure, it was just too effervescent. Yeah, is it too much. Called a, the Late Show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't like the Colbert Report. You didn't? I did not. Wow. Um, I, I did like. The I didn't Colbert like it Report. early. I bet if I gave it more time, I would have liked it. But oh, I didn't like God. it early on. And but I do like him, and I've worked with him once. I like him too. I don't think I've ever met him, but it's one of those things where then you then you, I, I'm supposed to. I'm possibly going to be able to do the Colbert show later this year. Oh, that'd be great. You should be. They just had Nick Griffin on. Yeah, Nick did, a, Nick did a great job. He's great. Ryan Hamilton. Well, Nick is great, and Ryan is great. Yeah, I'm just saying, and you uh, have done a ton of Letterman's. I, I, you know, I want to get on Jimmy or, or Colbert. Yeah. You know, it'd be fun. Who doesn't? Seriously. Well, yeah, but, you know. I'd like to. By the uh, way, Nick Griffin has elude, ev- evaded this podcast. He's like the, he's like the, what do you, you're chasing something that you never get. Wait, you're waiting for Godot? That's a dream. The That's elusive a, butterfly? It's like, a, it's like a Sisyphus, but he's pushing the rock. No, it's not Sisyphus. No, it's not Sisyphus. You're trying to do a thing that you can't do. He's trying to push the rock just, to the top of the hill, and he can't get it to the no, top No, no, the, the elusive butterfly of love. That's what you're chasing. I don't think either of those is what I'm talking yes. about. <laughs> because but you every, never catch that elusive butterfly until one day it lands on your shoulder. 
But Sisyphus always has to push, push the rock, the rock up. But he never gets to the top. No, he does get to the top, but it and rolls, it rolls down, back down, and he has to do it again. No, I think it rolls to the bottom before he gets to the top. I'm no, not really sure. No, it doesn't. I didn't come here to argue. Yeah, let's, you want to talk about the scorpion and the frog? Because that's 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 a good. I love that one. Yeah, no, I try to tell. I try to tell my kid about that. He's too young. Yeah, am I trying to get in he early? He sees a cartoon frog and a happy scorpion. Yeah, there's no such thing. He has to visualize. Anyway, every time Nick's in town, I don't know he's in town, and every time I'm in New York, he's out of town. So it's been going on for like six years. Yeah, Here's Nick, a- Nick, I, you know, I'm a friend so of funny. Nick's, and uh, sometimes he's in town, but I'll find out on my own. Uh huh. You know, you got to catch him. Yeah, and, and sometimes I'll see him at the cellar. Can you hang? He goes, no, I got a date or I got to see something. Yeah. You know. He's a busy person. And yes. every every New York comic that comes on my show when they're in the town, they're like, hey, I was just talking to Nick, man. He says, yeah, he really wants you know, He's like, yeah, this is a great show. Have you ever done it? No. So at least he's uh, spreading the word that it's a good show. Yeah. It is a good show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, it's all comedians. We like comedians. <laughs> we are comedians. I, comedians are comedians. I don't listen to comedians. Have you ever listened to this podcast? Yes, I have. You I've listened listen to his to episode. I, no. I listen. He has never listened. I don't think. Have you ever listened to my podcast? Nope. Yeah, and he's uh-huh. been on it maybe four times. Four. I talk, <laughs> but I talk to you. We have coffee. Right. Yeah, we know each other. You don't need to listen to my podcast. It's just more of this. I want to say when I was first starting out and I got started out here, I was at the Ice House and I was still an open micer. And there, they had this back then, the side room was the amateur room. And that's where I was going up. And this was God knows how long ago. You were headlining the main room right. and I snuck in to see you. Did they, did they allow that? Because I, I would have stopped that. <laughs> we had to sneak uh, Luckily, in. I knew a waitress, and she snuck me in the back. And so good. I was able to watch you. And I was like, wow. Always good a, to know waitress. Wow, that's Alan Hayes. I can't believe that they wouldn't let a comic watch another comic. I mean, I, I guess I understand if it's packed and there's no room, but come on. I, I, have, I know for there is a great comedy club in Las Vegas, and I won't say the name of it. My buddy, who is a comic, was working another club, came by to say hi to his friend, and the manager kicked him out of the green room. Wow. And you won't say the name of that? No. no What's it I, rhyme with? It rhymes with Schmad Garrett <laughs> Comedy Club. And you know what? It's hard to get out of that green room because that's a beautiful green room. Yeah, yeah. That is an incredible green room. Well, they're it's trying a to keep great it, club. They're trying to keep it nice. Yeah, no. Yeah, they, keep, keep I, the riff. I'm trying to get in there now. They close. I'd love to go there too. The Vegas Improv. Uh, sadly, close is closing, closing this month. The, in a week. Yeah. How about a week of you and me together for the first time at the uh, Brad, Brad Garrett Comedy Club? You got listen. We, I already. Here's what we do. We each do our act, and then we have. We have a cranky conversation. <laughs> a Q and A. Yeah, like people want to. People see love that, that shit. People yeah, love that. Shit. All right, come on, see two middle-aged white guys. They're gonna go on, and then they're gonna do a Q and A afterwards. If you don't, I will moderate that. it. I'm volunteering to moderate it. The time is right for white guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. it's always right. It's always a good time for 14 white guys. Fourteen minutes everybody. into the first laugh. All right. So, uh, no, no, I, I made you guys laugh earlier. That was, um, that was during the bagel situation. Yeah, I'm giving you gold here. <laughs> no, well, that's all. You're like, you're well, not even a miner. You're like a merchant. You've got a bag of gold. It's not, we don't have to watch you dig it out of the ground. You guys have, uh, thank you, Jake. You guys have <laughs> uh, read about the uh, high rate of middle-aged white guy suicides, haven't you? Middle class, middle age. No. Read about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Living it. You, no, you haven't read about this? down the barrel of that. It spiked high. Really? Yes. Latino, black have uh, remained the same. Middle-aged white guy, middle-income white guys, a uh, suicide rate is like twenty percent up. It's wow, not, it's not good. And I, in a way, and I hate to pat myself on the back, but when the 08 happened, 
and it was devastating. I thought, financial you know what? crisis. Yeah, I said there's going to be more suicides later down because, you know, if you're a white middle-aged guy, white guy, you have nobody to blame if you're not quote unquote successful. Like mm-hmm. if you're not in a relationship or or whatever, however you define success, I would say being happy and you know being happy with whatever I'm doing in life, finding a reason to be happy. I think that to me is success, you know, yeah, and of course there's, sure. there's different yeah. grades of it and stuff like that. But if, uh, you know, middle-aged white guys they have no one to blame, they're supposed to be successful. We've been touted and targeted as the guys who control everything. Right. So if you're in that, this life and you don't have any control, you're not making money, you can't hold a job. It's devastating psychologically and i think that's why these guys are getting hooked on opioids mm-hmm. which is easy now with drinking problems and opioids and they kill themselves is it opioid i think or it is, is it opioids? opioids opioids opiates he likes to go by ron howard now though oh okay huh? I could, I, <laughs> hey, it could be speaking of now that old guys and references yeah, holy no, crap well, look, i'm allowed to do <laughs> i read opioid any, a lot in, okay in the paper it might be yeah i was reading up on that that's a depressing depressing fact well, they get started on the painkillers, and then they switch over to heroin. Cause yeah, it's because cheaper. yeah, because it's so much cheaper. Listen, I, I have chronic. I've talk, well, we've talked about this a lot, but I have I have chronic kidney stones. So mm-hmm. they used to give me, they used to give me, just a cocktail. It's three bottles. I actually have them in that drawer over there. And last Where? time, <laughs> easy, take it down. No, no, come take on, it down, middle-aged man, oh. white guy. You share your bagels. You <laughs> share your, your drugs. Yeah. And last time I went in, they're like, "Yeah, we can give you those two. We can't give you those anymore." So they're what like, those the, I think they're they're like the high end Vicodin or well, something. Yeah, and they're like, we can't look because they've crapped down. Around, look, be careful with painkillers and don't get don't get on heroin. Yep. Everybody, thank you. I mean, this hey, is just they, a quick. They, they, finally, somebody hey, says it. Look, no, finally, I was somebody just, says it. I was just down in uh, Australia for the comedy festival. And wait, uh, hold on, this could be a road story. Well, that is the name of the podcast. You get a billion seventeen minutes in your some brain, of these, some of these squeaking for heroin. Don't you listen to your brain? <laughs> but you just there's stop. Young guys are still doing coke. There's young, not still doing it. They're they're getting into it, coke for the first time. You went to Australia for that. You see that at the comedy store. I know it well. I guess so. I I don't. I haven't been to the comedy store in a long time. Right. Oh. I'd love to get back in there. But uh, that reminds me, coke is a perfect later. companion for drinking, though. And young people drink, and uh, then, oh, oh, this kind of I makes think a lot of young people are not drinking, and they're just going straight coke. into the Coke. I will tell you this. I was at a club recently, and a comic who wasn't on the bill stopped by. And I've done Coke. I haven't done it in years and years and years, but I had a, fun with it. I never, thank God I never got hooked or had any problems with it. And I, I, can, I know what it smells like. Like, it has a very distinctive smell <laughs> to mm-hmm. me. I know it sounds like a stupid joke, but uh, I'm yeah. being serious. And a comic walked in next to me, and, uh, and I'm like... <laughs> Dude, do you smell coke? He's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't smell coke. I don't smell coke at all. And then he left, and he came back, and he was just rubbing his nose and sniffing. Yeah. And the yeah. dude was doing blow, right. and I, I didn't realize how still, I didn't realize how much yeah, in the ether it was. Like I you're pointing out, yeah, is it ego that we think since we don't do it anymore, why would anybody else? else do it? And I feel like, look, I I made my silly drug. Experiments. Sure. So everybody silly? else is yeah, silly. Like you put your socks. Is that when you bought your socks? These socks are not silly. <laughs> They're pretty psychedelic. You don't understand everything that I'm doing right now, but <laughs> this is very effective with my target group. Um, but so I don't. I don't want to judge people for doing coke because I did my drug experiments. But I feel like the <laughs> there's enough information out there. Like don't 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 do coke. Don't get right. into heroin. Sure. Try and try and take it easy on the meth. I mean. That was eight seasons, right? Breaking Bad or nine? 
Yeah. Like, don't. No, I don't think it was. It was five, six, seven, maybe six. However many it was, it was enough. Don't do meth. Right. 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 But people are still doing that. People are like, I got a great idea. Let's do meth. Let's do meth. Yeah. Well, but then nobody starts out. Hey, you know what? What am I going to do today? I'm going to go to a movie or maybe I'll take up tennis lessons. I'm going to try meth. It's not it's not like they're trying to put out a fire. They're trying to, like, fill a gap in their their lives. They they're tired. They want to feel good. Yeah, I, what are you, I don't some kind of a new age hippie. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. That's I mean, they're trying to fill a hole in their soul. Trying to fill a hole in their void, a, yeah. a, a hole in their soul that <laughs> yeah, crazy voided. socks won't fill. Yeah, I'm tweeting your socks. Oh now, God. how when did you get started, Alan? When did I get started in stand up? Uh, early '80s in New er, York. Oh, early '80s, so like '81 yeah. ish. Yeah. 80, okay. '81 ish. I would say yes. That falls under early. 80s. That's pro- probably about as early as you're gonna get. Yeah. Big big drug scene. Not the, the, no, I mean later on as the eighties went on, there were not big drugs. Uh-huh. I think it was there before. It, it was started around, in the seventies with the yeah. disco the 70s, era, right? It was really popular, and then it, yeah, it was around definitely plentiful in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to to go, you went to an after hours club, mm-hmm. or you hung out at a bar, and a guy next to you maybe bought some coke from a guy, and you did not, or it was just, it, but it was more of a thing. Like if someone next to you was like, "I'm going to do some coke. Do you want some?" You'd be like, no thanks, or yes, I'll do it. But right. now, it, it, then it then it got super secret. There there must have been people doing coke, you know, between, between then and ago, now, in between then and now. But it sort of became secret, and now it's becoming more of a thing of like the reason they're not telling you they're doing it is because they're afraid that they'll have to share it with you. Oh. Not not because <laughs> and really, it's not because of the stigmatism behind it. Well, yes, maybe, maybe yeah, I think it's a judge- stigmatism. A Absolutely. Now, I think as we get older, uh, even though you say you don't judge, you are kind of incredulous that. Wow, I can't st- still believe they're doing coke. Well, they're young guys; they judgment. haven't right. yeah, been through true. that period, you know. Yeah, that's true. But but you see, it was really out in the open was, back then, is what right? Yeah, from well, what people I've heard. shared it and it was mm-hmm. fun and and uh, but the thing with coke with me is I love doing it at times. But then if I had an audition the next day or I had something to do, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I I, I was able to like I don't know or dump it out. I'm done with this. Right. I was able to do that. That's luck. That's well, I think we're fortunate because I was. The, I've always like whenever I got into when I was doing drugs, I always got sick of the negative side of it. Like coke, yeah. I went on a coke stint for like six months, and I got tired of watching the sun come up. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. You yeah. know, well, like there's another way to watch the sun come up, also. A more enjoyable, easier on. Yeah, <laughs> more enjoyable. Yeah, you like, just set your you get eight clock. hours of sleep beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first saw the sun come up when I actually did sleep, and it was beautiful. Oh, this is yeah. magical. This doesn't yeah. make me hate my life. How awesome! All right, what, what? So, what did you have in New York in '81? Catch, the Improv, Comic Strip, Comic Strip, and a bunch of B level clubs, Good Times, uh, Yield Triple N. That's right. When I had a partner at the beginning. Oh, you, you were know, a partner? Yeah, I didn't know that. Out of college. Wait, did I know that? Was it? Havey? I might have said it. I was it Havian? No, we didn't use the name. We were called. Uh, I forget what we were called. Yeah, that's weird. That is we weird. Had a name. You forget the name of your comedy team. Yeah, hmm. this is the first time I've forgotten it. Is this guy still with us? Yeah. Do you still talk to him? Uh, yeah, I saw him uh, like six years ago, seven years is ago. He, is he, he really sta- doing stand up? Do or I don't want to say his name because okay. I don't like to name names. He's a private citizen. Okay. Uh, is he still doing stand up or is he staying in the business? No, but or? he's still in the business okay. in a way. He, like he got out of it for a while when mm-hmm. teaching, became a professor. His wife's a stage manager. And he, uh, Will Ferrell did a movie about six year ago, years ago in New York. He was Will Ferrell's stand in. Okay. So I, I'm sure he's out there auditioning and sure. acting. He may well, have gotten some stuff. Stand in's good money for those big, for those. 
big yeah. guys. Stand-ins well, good. If you want to make a lot of money and be uh, remain anonymous, get into stand-in work. And well, all, you can get in and you can see what goes on in the set. And you can make connections. Learn. Yeah, learn. learn. So earn while you learn. Why not? Oh, that's a or good. I like that. A nice, it's a nice life. Hanging around on movie sets with... With the people who are on movie sets and eating crap. It's boring, man. Really? When I'm no, if you're the stand-in, you got stuff. Yeah, to but do. you're not no, hanging it's... out with the movie stars. You're eating in another place. You're dressing in another place. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's it's a thankless job. I mean, it's it's well, work. You switched gears on this pretty quick. <laughs> I, I thought I was supporting you, and then you just no. I I, I was an extra once. I'd never been a stand-in, but a couple uh, extras on uh, Mad Men during that period got lines or they got a couple of lines. Oh, yeah, they'll... Uh... So, that I mean, Matt Weiner is pretty empathetic to actors and that was yeah. cool to see. And they, they were really good background players, atmosphere players. They really were professional. Is there a stand-in union like SAG and AFTRA as an actor's union or is it... Is, is, is I think it falls under SAG. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it does, falls under SAG. I, extras have, or atmosphere players, they do have a union. Not anymore. They their, don't? No, no, not anymore. I want to get the, I want to get the um, extras magazine, you know, like the... There's a SAG after magazine. There's an, after there's an extra magazine? magazine? Hey, uh, I remember the name of my comedy be. team. Oh, <laughs> My phone just dinged because you tweeted a picture of my socks. Okay. I know. <laughs> now the loop is clear. It's all happening in this room. I'm right. not on Twitter. I don't have my phone. My phone is turned off. It's out in the living room. Because Alan Havey is a professional. Thank you. I'm a professional, Two too. for Nothing. Two for Nothing was the name of the comedy team? team? Yeah. That's uh, great. A professor at college, a playwright professor, thought of the name for us. We liked it. And I like it. it. And we were, you know, we did well. Um, I don't think you were, but were you in Punchline? No. Okay. Were you around for that? Still in yep. New York for that? Yep. Did that cause a lot of animosity within the... Yeah, a little bit. Ah, not, big shout out to Max Alexander, who is in that. I just wanted to I talked to him the other day. I so. love Max. And he doesn't um, listen, I haven't seen Max. And he doesn't listen to this. I don't know why I said big shout out to Max Alexander. What is Alexander. Max no. doing, I want to know. He's touring, man. And Oh, man, I'd love to see Max again. He's such a great guy. Yeah. yeah. I worked with him in the Vegas Improv. Rest in peace. Vegas Improv. It's not dead yet. It's still going on. Uh, a couple more weeks. Till Monday. Weeks. Doesn't matter. Till I'm optimistic. Monday. You never not, know. They could change your minds. I had three uh, three weeks uh, booked. Two. I lost two book. Yeah. I lost two weeks there. Yeah. I made half of that back already, but still, yeah, it's tough. Um, I won't confirm nor deny this. I believe they have a place lined up already. Good to reopen. With I the love new, the new Vegas. The new improv. Vegas Improv. I yes. believe it's going to be dynamite. Yeah. Top acts. I love Bud. I love his wife. I love Alan. Uh, no, sorry, Carl. Carl, the manager at. You can uh, say you love me. That's okay. It slips <laughs> out. It slips out. I gave you the best bagel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bud and Alex are probably uh, the happiest married couple I know. Bud Friedman and they his are, lovely wife. They are happy, aren't yes, they? Yes, yeah. And it's so great to see. At the end, because, I don't know, a couple times ago I was there, Bud and Alex were there, and they stayed for the show and, and all that, and I was talking to... Alex, I'm like, so what are you guys doing tonight? And she's like, well, I'm going to get this guy drunk, big a bud, and get him home and get him to rape me. And I'm like, wow, good get him, for get you. Get him to rape me? Yeah. Maybe that was her sex for the night, just well, telling you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that's not really going to happen. But well, what did you, what did you tell but... Murray? What did you, I told him, again, oh, you naughty little minx. <laughs> good night. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a little tired for raping. <laughs> I mean, interesting choice of words on her part. Yeah, she said rape. But, yeah, yeah, but no, I think... But uh, at that age, that's great, man, that you still yeah. have that love. And... Well, I think they've always been a randy couple. You can, yeah. you can just tell, you know... The guy in a monocle gets yeah. the tail. What? The guy in a monocle oh, gets right. the tail. Hey. I don't Bud's a charming sure guy. He, she's, well, a, she's a good looking she's woman. She's a good too. looking woman, man. Yeah. He's no slouch. 
But yeah, I, saw, I feel I, like he's punching over his weight a little bit with her. But you know, <laughs> that's I a good phrase. I've never heard that. I think he would agree to that. Oh my God, look at so, the guy. By the way, Bud's a little under the weather, so we wish him well. Yes, we wish him well. Yeah, I saw yeah. him a couple weeks ago. How's he doing? Good. He's doing. He's doing good. He's good. Doing good. Good. Let me ask you a question. When's Bud coming on the podcast? I would love. As a matter of fact, I might set those wheels in motion. I didn't. Even, you know, I was thinking about doing. Like a managers of a club, like get Sean at the Ice House and maybe Rita at the Improv and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Richard Barrett at Hermosa. No, he doesn't book me. Uh, so, wow. <laughs> so out you with think Richard. That's going to change based on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's now. not going to change anytime soon. It's so weird. I moved to the West Side. I stopped working at the club fifteen minutes away from me. And start working at the Ice House an hour and a half away from me Wait, regularly. What club is 15 minutes away from uh, Comedy Magic. It's not 15. No, it's not 15 minutes it's away. If we left hour. right now, I could get you to Yeah, Comedy right Magic. now is great. But f- Friday it, at 5, it's going to be an I hour. I guess you're, clo- oh, you're pretty close to the 405 right now. Yeah. I w- I'd take this street down. Sepulveda? Bundy? No, I don't want to give out my street. But Oh, right, because someone's going to stalk you. The street you know, runs across LA. He <laughs> said I could just leave my bike unlocked on his front porch right now. Really? You can. I've left my garage door open overnight. Wow. Stuff mm-hmm. has not been. It's 1964. But It is. But having said that, the person on the hill just got robbed at gunpoint mm. in their house. In their house. In their house. Guys came in. Guys came home in. Home invasion. Yeah, home invasion. Not good. Mm-mm. Did they just take stuff and leave? Yep. Oh, thank pain, God for that. Painkillers. Yeah. Took all the painkillers. No, yeah. Listen, give them anything you want. But, you know, when they say, all right, tie you up. No tying up. Sorry. Here, take stuff. Here's yeah. money. No tying up. No tying. No, up. no, no, you're not tying me up. What's going to happen then? You're going to no. just kill me. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but what are you going to say? I say no. What are you going to do? No tying up. Here's your, here's real here's all my money. Here's here's a lighter that's worth five hundred dollars. Here's this. I just have a few things of value. Here's some watches. Yeah. Bye. You go. We're not going to call the cops. Just go. But you are going to call the cops. Do you think I'm a rat? I go out in the street. I get my stuff back. And I take a baseball bat. The people I know That's how you in roll? six weeks, Alan Deathwish Havy. I walk into a Quonset <laughs> hut out in the desert. All my stuff is on the table there for me. The people who took it from me are tied to a chair. I have. They hand me a baseball you bat. You tie them to the chair, but you no, no, no. I have people. I have people that do this. These are the people I know, Jake. <gasps> These are the people in your neighborhood. You know, people say stay away from the ne'er do wells. I say befriend them. You might need them someday. Yes. I'll, yes. Be, I'll befriend your enemies. I believe God said that in the Old Testament. Will you Did stop he? with God? Well, I'm I just talking about keep God. your friends close and your enemies closer? That was God. That's if yeah, you're a, that's in a crime syndicate. I thought that was a gangster thing. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm talking about I'm just a comedian. I know the right guys. Someone robs from me, I'm going to get it back. Have, do you know shady ha- elements from being in the biz so long and working in Vegas do. in New York? I do, but I did avoid them. I'm kind of kidding. Right. You know, just to add spice to your Because I, no, I grew up in Jersey, and my dad was a preacher, so he was constantly called for whatever Protestant confessions are and mm-hmm. accompanying. There's not Protestant confessions, are there? I know, but what I'm, that's what I, I said. I left the butter out. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like when they come in for like spiritual advice and guidance uh-huh. after they've gotten arrested and stuff like that. So I avoided it, but I also know who in North Jersey was involved. If it exists, I mean, it really doesn't exist. Mafia. I, I played. I played East Coast clubs for years. I had a guy threaten me out here. He wasn't a comedian out here. Yeah, he. It was a friend of a friend. He Thank said, you. "Hey, man, I know some people that could really do you damage." I said, "I go. I've worked East Coast clubs for twenty years. I got a lot of guys who would love to do me a favor. Right. So you get your guys, and I'll get mine. 
Right. And that's the last I heard from you. Really? I just yeah. want to... And I was bluffing. I want, <laughs> but I want to back up a second. Just, back up a second. I just gave you guys a great line. No, you did. Protestant Confessions left the butter out. That was a beautiful line. That was great. See it at Thank the Comedy you. and Magic Club Saturday night. Are you are you at the Comedy Magic this Saturday? Yeah. Well, Dig this. Here, uh, You're going to be doing your butter stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no. This is this is the gold I give uh, you. <laughs> I, uh, I'm headlining Thursday night at Hermosa. Uh-huh. And then next night, Friday, I'm headlining at the Hollywood Improv. Oh, you're doing the Improv this week? Yeah. Oh, That's good tough for, for your super fans. Well, why is Two it? nights in a row. The, on the west side? They're not, they're not getting any younger. And the east side. <laughs> Let me really, ask, Jake? Yeah. My fans aren't getting any younger? I, I my got fans are not getting any younger. 20. Kids in their 20s dig my shit. No, I know. You did the benefit. You, I know, I know. You're whoa, good. whoa, whoa. Go ahead. Did you the benefit. my daughter's school benefit. And what happened? He you tanked? Were, no, the hit of the party. Oh, I, I bet. Party. I All bet. Right. That's all I'm saying. I'm 61, kids. You're 61? You keep on top of your game. You still write funny shit. You will never be out of the game. What's your, Ever. What's your fitness regimen? My fitness? <laughs> yeah, what do you do for A legal pad, a big pen, and my thoughts. Yeah, you just do writing. I write. I'd say you're burning the calories. Yeah, I say if that I get cardiovascular it. from laughing so hard at your stuff. No, I don't laugh at my stuff. Heart rate gets up. I have, my, I have a new joke that's really like solid, and I wrote it right before I went to sleep one night in New York. Yeah. I was in New York shooting this student film, then doing stand-up, and then I'm going to bed, and I go, wait a minute. I write this joke down. a joke. And then I go, good night. And then I read it the next day, scrawled in <laughs> sleepy scrawl. No, I, no I could read it. I knew what the joke was. Did it that night. Kaboom! Works. Really? That is the best feeling, as you guys know. Oh, yeah. When you come up with a line and you do it and it works perfectly, I mean, that's, uh, it's an aberration, and you know that, but still, it's a beautiful thing. Now, how about when you write down that joke that you love so much and it just doesn't fly? And you... Well, actually, I have a legitimate question for you guys because I'm having this problem that, right that now. That sucks. And I'm that ha- happens more often than not. Yeah. And more I usually the pr- the I usually just throw it away. But this time, I'm like, no, I'm going to make this funny. And I've been working on it for a month, and I can't get it to work. Woody what, Allen did a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called, I, I have a pet. He's an ant. I call him Spot. Mm-hmm. And um, he did it. Uh, and I read this in the Eric Lax book, and it didn't work. It didn't work. And then after a while... He said, no, he saw it. No, no, that joke's funny. He did it again, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to own the joke. Sometimes. Well, you... it's, also, it's also about the audience get understanding what you think is funny about the joke. So that's a way, when you own it, you're, sometimes well, when a joke doesn't work, it's because you have some piece of information that you're not communicating to them. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out what that is. And sometimes it's the way that you say it. Right. And sometimes it's just, you just got to, stick in another word or a little more of an explanation mm-hmm. like something that could be obvious to you but they they just aren't putting it together you know what? that makes a point because this bit is about uh boys bath men's bathrooms especially high school bathrooms and how horrible they are but apparently a lot of people's high school bathrooms were really nice and mine was just a shithole well and i think nowadays bathrooms are different than they used to be yeah yeah i mean and that was it was going to be bathrooms. like my we're heading into a world where there isn't a boys' bathroom. I know. That's why no, I'm no, writing topical stuff. We're not heading. We're in the I'm world. writing topical stuff, Jake, Well, I'm ready what for I'm the doing. everybody bathroom. I'm ready. There, already had, there was one on Allie McBeal. Yeah. They had one. It's it. like it's not... You know what? Grab a stall. We were talking about this just the other day, right? I don't it's think hard. so. Well, I was talking about it with somebody. <laughs> grab a stall. That's oh, it. Yeah. It's hard just to go in. Just next to a lady that you're interested in, though. 
You don't you don't drop a deuce next to a lady you're interested. What is this? <laughs> drop a deuce. What is wrong with you? You, you could want if it's everybody bathroom like a bunch of sinks and then stalls. You can wind up in a stall next to someone who you you actually are. So you well, then okay. You, well, th- uh, uh, thankfully you, you're, you're married. We're married. Yeah. yeah, but no no guy out there. But I'm still. I, I gotta go to the bathroom. Hey, me too. <laughs> right. You know? Right. No, that's not how it happens. Exactly. You're both, you're, both you're, you're sharing a workplace. Love can their, happen their anywhere. Your office isn't right next to your office. And you walk in there and you realize, oh, that's that's that person in the in the thing. Or you're mid-loaf. <laughs> she comes, thanks, wow. everybody. Oh, yeah, my well, God. Look, I don't have the Where's your sound material? effect for but mid-loaf? You, you lock the door. You pull your feet up. If you wear those damn socks, she's going to know who you are. Wear yeah. black socks. No, I hear you. Mid-loaf. I love bad She's going to look down and go, who's that in mid-loaf? Oh, it's that Jake. <laughs> You don't have to worry about oh, that. Oh, Lord. No, don't do that, Jake. No poo-poo jokes. Uh, See, this is from having a daughter. This is my four-year-old. I'd love this right yes, now. Yes, your, your son. This yeah. is you know, poo-poo jokes. My wife, my beautiful, gorgeous, talented... Do you say anything before you uh, take a deuce? Do you have a ritual? Do you just interrupt me complimenting my wife? What? I, I Everybody get... take a breath. What do you mean, do I, I say anything? My show is Do you getting... say anything? <laughs> Here it comes. Do, you, do you have a ritual? Mommy! <laughs> no. No. What are you talking about? Do you have a ritual where you get in the bathroom, you breathe, and before you know, you, do you, you say anything? Do you? I have, s- I have officially, yes, I have officially lost my show. Yeah, hang my on a minute, show Murray. Is gone. And I we're going to get back to the love. I'm going to go Murray. get a bagel. Were you telling me about the squatty potty, or was that somebody else? Yeah, that was me. But yeah. let's. You're, I, you're not answering the question, Jake. You're avoiding the question. This is meet the press. Do you say anything? I don't. I uh, know. Okay. I don't usually oh, thank say you. something. That's all Sometimes I Sometimes my wife and I'll have a little exchange of information because oftentimes, you know, like ladies can get in sync with their their periods. <laughs> Husbands and wives can get in sync with their. What you know, like uh, in the morning? Oh, will you stop? After our daughter leaves to school for school, that's when the action happens. <laughs> sometimes it's right when I wake up, but sometimes it's an hour or so later. And then that's also the time. So my <sighs> wife will go in right after I've been in there, and she'll go, "Oh my god!" I said, "You can't say that." Of course, yeah, I just pooped in there. Smells terrible. She go to the other one, but you don't make it. I don't do that when. Yeah, she all right. I, I I I can't believe I'm gonna get in this conversation. But don't you? You have more than one bathroom, don't you? Have a designated. Thank like, you, Murray. What do you mean a designated? Well, room? you know our main bathroom, yeah. right in the hallway. Then we have one in the laundry room. I call the num- bathroom yes. number two. That's where for you go. many reasons. It's yes. the second bathroom. Oh, so and everybody it, goes in there when they have to make the. Not everybody. Not Murray everybody. Does. But I will go in there, or I'll come into my office. You know, this is yes. where my office has a bathroom. I yeah. can't believe I'm talking about this. We just have two bathrooms in our house, and one of them is the one that's right off our bedroom, and right. the other one is the one that's downstairs, right off our daughter's bedroom. So that's the one I fused. Yeah, that's where my that's where I go. I take my bike over to Jake's house <laughs> and I break in. All right, I gotta I gotta harness this in here, man. All right, oh, well, I, I do say something before I go. <laughs> do you? What, what do you say? It? Release the hounds. Hmm. Oh, I, I say uh, I say I'm gonna dedicate one to the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, you're All talking about? Oh, we're done, oh, Mary. Really? Uh, By the way, I, did you see the short on her and Roger Deakins? No, in what? Uh, in a magazine or? No, it was in a. Uh, I went to see Hail Caesar. Okay. At the Cinerama Dome. Oh, oh, there was a. Yeah, there was because a. Because I never saw. I, I wanted to. You know, I'm in the movie and I wanted Alan, to see Alan, myself. Alan is in, in uh, Hail screen. Caesar. Sorry, sorry, really? Jake. Really? With, my, with my wife as the costume designer. You're in Hail Caesar. That's a Coen Brothers film, isn't it? Yes, yes. that's right, Jake. So my I'm wife does all the Coen Brothers movies. Cinerama Dome. Nice. And I'm watching the movie, and it's a great movie to see on the big screen. Uh huh. So very funny. Alan's great in it. Watched all the credits. Thank you. And except when you were sleeping, 
And then afterwards, they did a short on Mary and Roger Deakins, who have had a long relationship with the Coen brothers. Mm -hmm. That's right. I, so I it was not really, seen it. And who, no, it's good. Roger what's it could have been longer. DP. He's the DP, yeah. director of photography. Photography, yeah, yeah. Great artist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go look at True Grit. See how beautiful that was shot. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, the uh, assassination of uh, Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Oh, he shot that? Oh, God. That's beautiful. That's, if, if anybody out there likes uh, Westerns mm -hmm. and Brad Pitt's great, great cast. And what's his face? Shot. The little brother is great. Ben Affleck. Is Ben Affleck's little brother. Yeah, Casey face? Affleck. Yeah. What? Oh, Casey Affleck. Casey I Affleck. thought Ben Affleck was what's-his-face in that story. He could, he could be, too. No, they can't be. <laughs> Casey Affleck is brilliant, and he got nominated Affleck for an Oscar. is ten times better than his brother. I Different mm. movies, I don't think I, so. Hey, what, are you best friends with him? By the way, no, this is a film I really, I admire Ben Affleck. I admire a guy who won an Oscar as a young man, along with Matt Damon, and then it's gone on to have a really solid career. And he's had some ups and downs. He's sure. taken a lot of hits. I just think he's a terrible he actor. Just, and then Argo. I think he's a terrible Batman? actor. Did you see the Batman? Not with him in it, no. Was he Batman? Was it the Batman versus Superman? Is I don't know. I didn't see it? it. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it either. I didn't see it. How often are you touring these days? Not very often at no, all. You That's local? been my plan since the early 80s. To get out of it? No, to uh, not do too much road work. Yeah. I saw the movie The Last Waltz, and Robbie Robertson talked about the road and how it eats at you. I love that and movie. And I saw a lot of uh, veteran comedians when I started coming back from the road, and they looked pale, yeah. and they complained. And I said, well, I'm going to do enough road work just to make money and to keep myself happy, but spend more time in New York. Which is great, yeah. Yeah, I but New York was a low. And I'll get to, sorry, Jake. New York, you have you're more you have a lot of stuff in a very small sp space to work, including Connecticut, New Jersey, you know, the tri-state area. Yeah, so I, I, I got a lot of satellite gigs to yeah. keep myself floating. I didn't have a high nut. Right. I had a great rent. I had a roommate. Uh, we didn't see each other because we had different schedules. Perfect. And so I had a perfect little apartment in Hell's Kitchen, right by the Improv. When it and was it, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, it, it still is. I know, but it's not. No, it's Ninth Avenue. They can put up all the margarita bars they want to. It's still, <laughs> it's still Ninth Avenue. You still got to go through the tunnel to get to Jersey. Right. You know? It's not. Uh, oh, it's fancy there now, though. It's not fancy. It's just high priced. That's all. Yeah. Nothing fancy about it. It's still the grit. It's still the city, Jake. City you avoided. You went to a fancy little San Francisco with your groovy new age friends. I was in New York quite a bit in my in my early days. Oh, life. stop! Yeah. You drop in. Lived, yeah, no, I never lived there. Oh, this is great. Let's 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 let's, let's compare New York to San Francisco in the early there days. There is no here. comparison. So, I, well, let's not two start different a fight. cities. Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's see if we can find some common ground. So, you guys roughly got. Started I'll tell you the, the common ground. Yeah. Great comedians come out of San Francisco. That's true. Great comedians come out of New and York. Great comedians come out of New York. Yeah. But I feel great comedians are born in San Francisco and come up. I feel good comedians move to New York and come up. Is that correct? Um, probably more of a percentage. Yeah. Well, I feel like, yeah, New York and L.A. are destination sure. cities. So not only can you come up in New York... And you start in New York and and become great, but but it's I hear also I hear if you make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> That's wrong. Is that wrong? Not yeah. right. Like okay. strangers of the night, okay. not good. No, and they used no. to say it's a city that doesn't that doesn't sleep, but it sleeps now. Does it really? I feel like when you go there, it's it sleeps when I'm there like now that I'm old. <laughs> yeah, maybe that could be just me, but I think I think there's less places, there's less things to do at two three in the morning than yeah. there used to be. In well, York. when you come out of the after hours club all coked up <laughs> and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> That could be my, you and yeah, Belzer. This could be my fault. Yes, I'm off the coke now. 
So what was going on in San Francisco? Were there was it just when you started out? Was there just a hub in San Francisco, or were there satellite rooms throughout Northern California? No, you could you could pretty much work. You could live in San Francisco and work and sleep in your own bed um, for almost the whole year. You'd be going back to places two, three times right, in the right. year. But yeah, there, there was. I, I would leave and go up to Seattle or go out to Boston for a month or six weeks and and just do gigs out there and then uh -huh. come back to the Bay Area. But yeah, you could you could make a living living in the Bay Area, and then you would move to. LA mm -hmm. just because it's closer than New York I suppose some people still at that time were moving to New York but but then really it was if you wanted to do a TV thing or movies you wanted to move to Los Angeles sure. to get that going what if was you your... wanted to be a better comedian and get in a theater you moved to New York right if you wanted to use your skills to further television and film you came to LA it was pretty simple sure of course what was your main club in San Francisco starting out well the one you worked the most um where you would consider a home club it would have been Cobb's early on. Okay. The Tom who owned it sure. there took a, an interest in, in supporting me and, and helping me get better. But then also there was a club called The Other Cafe. Don't put that down. I'm going to ask you a question in a second. The Other Cafe was great. The Other Cafe? Is the that the name cafe. of it? Yeah, it was called The Other Cafe. Okay. So Cobb's would be your kind of your, you would call that your home? Well, I guess. I mean, your home club but, at but, the time. But, but at that time, you'd be doing sets at Cobb's and the Holy City Zoo and the other sure. cafe and the Punchline. Sure. And then you would get on the calendar for all of those clubs at one point in the year. They, the San Francisco didn't have it. If you, if you work this one, then you can't work the other one. And, and then those clubs also were, they got their crowds from the neighborhood. And, and they would be like, the other cafe was probably 125 seats. Right. The Holy City Zoo was 90 seats yeah. packed. Right. And Cobbs at that time was maybe 150 seats. And the punchline would have been 200. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you could do one and three months later do the other one. Headline. Sure. I want to talk about Holy City Zoo in a minute. What would be your, would you consider your home club in, in New York? Right now it's Comedy Cellar. B uh, back in the day then. Back in the day I first passed at the Improv. Improv? For, for a couple of years and then they opened the cellar and then I worked Catch. And the Has improv. the cellar been around that long? So Yeah, the cellar's been around since 82, 83. Oh, wow. And uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. I okay. don't know. But, but it, it blew up and got super famous in the Colin Quinn, you know, when Colin Quinn had a tough crowd. That was that. Um, yeah, and thing, then, that, that sort uh, of yeah, because that was that crowd, right? That was the Jerry, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld did comedian. A lot of that took place at the comedy oh, store. Oh, right, and, and of course Louis, Louis and uh, Amy Poehler and uh, Esty Adaram, who uh, runs it, is the, runs it. Uh, just did a scene with Robert De Niro and Nick DiPaolo in a movie that Taylor Hackford uh, is directing called The Comedian. Um, really? I, yeah, he wrote the uh, screenplay with Jeff Ross. Developed it with Jeff Ross as one of the writers. Oh, Jeff cool. Ross, also known as Jeffrey Ross. Yes. The, the Roast Master. The right. Roast Master, and yes. So I think, I believe it's based on an insult comic who wants to keep his career going or it's winding down. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it, the comedy seller is unbelievable. Right. It, and, and I've always kept a good relationship with the club. Menachem Dorman, who started it along with Bill Grunfest, whose idea it was, Manny said, I want this place to be a place not only comedians come and work, but if they want to hang out here, I want this to be a spot where people are drawn to. And it has Smart. exceeded that. Oh, yeah. You know, he started that with a very simple philosophy. You give good, you get good. And now Noam, Noam his son, uh, runs it along with Ava, his uh, wife, mm -hmm. uh, Menachem's wife. 
And Esty, of course, is the gatekeeper. She's been there for how long? You know, she was, I started, she started booking maybe after six months when I started. Oh, wow. So she she, was there, but she started booking. So it was back in the day, too. She would call you, we'll give you cab fare, you know, if you come down here Mm. and catch. You know, just that we want you here, even though there were 18 people, five people in the audience, bring people from outside. They really built it into the mighty oak that it is today and now they have another room around the corner mm-hmm. it's just uh, four shows during the week it's amazing oh, so, they, so they're doing two rooms so you do you do sets in the cellar and then in their other room seven nights a week right yeah yeah i've done on a weekend there 17 sets and how many i how don't many, leave the block wow how many seats does this comedy cellar have 140 yeah really it's that many i didn't realize it was that many. might be 130 120 mm. it's um, cozy and then yeah. the one around the corner has like three Oh, so that's deep. Yeah, that's but big. they found a way. It's wait, the one around the corner is bigger. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I've it's never. It's a been village underground, the so you go down oh, to the is? basement. Oh wow. A, a, a big fat black pussy cat, and so you go down there, and it's it's <laughs> take it easy, Jay. They put a comedy <laughs> cellar stained glass uh, sign. Uh-huh. They mm-hmm. have a drummer and a piano player, keyboard player, to bring up the comics. Nice. They don't have that at the comedy cellar, no. do they? No. They used to have uh, someone at the piano. Uh, it was Charles Zucker back in the day. And then Rick Crom, who's like the co-host, Charles Zucker. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, well, Rick Crom's doing really well. Sorry, dude. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I was glad to hear that. He's no. just working a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. Rick Crom. You see him, and you see him acting too. Yeah, that's what I meant. He's, I, I see him popping up on TV quite a bit. Well, he had a great scene on Louis. We talked about the uh, genesis of the word faggot. Oh my God! Yes, that and was he had this great. Great scene. And I think if he lived in L.A., he'd probably work more because right. that was just. It was just a great acting scene. Yeah. And that's what I love about like Louie and Amy Schumer and Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. They've hired a lot of comedians over the years to work in their projects. You know, mm-hmm. they're not doing favors. You know, hey, if you can do this, I think you can do this. So Louie has brought in a lot of comedians at the cellar and given them uh, time on his TV show, which they otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity because they're in New York. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't, you know, regularly auditioning. auditioning. Mm-hmm. But Louis sees someone he, uh, you know, either they're playing themselves or a character, and he's really good at casting people. Because over the years I've watched that show, wow, this is great. He's yeah. using like William Stevenson perfectly, mm-hmm. you know. Stanhope. What? Stanhope. Oh, Stanhope. That Stanhope. episode with Stanhope was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. He's another one who keeps eluding me. Stanhope for the show. Well, Stanhope probably doesn't like podcasts. He's got a great he's, podcast. He's got his own podcast. Yeah. Well, he probably gets to do his own podcast. That's why he well, plus he lives in Arizona, so I don't get yeah. to. Yeah. If you if you went out to Bisbee, I think you could get him. Yeah. I just don't know how to go out to Bisbee. On the road with Murray. I do it. I take this. I'm on the road. I'm actually going to your hood, San Francisco, next week. So I'll be trying to lock get in some comics. Well, it's to been a show. long time since I've lived there. Your stomping ground, I should say. Are you going to drive up or are you going to fly up? I'm driving because I got after that I got to head over to Sacramento for some gigs. So and I'm going to drive. Where are you going to be working in the San Francisco? Uh, San Francisco. I'm, well, I'm going to be doing Throck Martin in Mill Valley. Mm-hmm. And then they reopened the Purple Onion. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing that. And those are the two San Francisco gigs. Nice. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to actually really... Try not to get to one road story today. This will be this will be the first one ever, first episode I, I of the like Road I Stories podcast. Sort of a tangentially road thing, a thing that happened on. The then road. Alan went off on your socks or something. Yeah, well that's okay. <laughs> I don't, like how what, what 
Do we have to be a stickler for details? No, obviously not. Are there people listening right now thinking, look, I'm going to hang in there for another five? They're out. <laughs> They've already left. Listen, somebody no. Listening. There are you kidding? The, Where's the, my road story? The amount of talent at this on this episode today is... Oh, is, Murray. It, There's who, only three of us. <laughs> I mean. Come on. People are... I'm, I'm so excited. By the way, and I'll say this. Uh, I am very thrilled to have both of you guys on here because well, I look you. up to you as stand-ups and I remember watching you... Not when I was growing up, but as I was getting older and started to look into stand-up. So it's a pleasure and an honor to have you guys on the show. Well, thank you very much. It's a compliment and a reality check on our age, I feel. Jake, you, here's what you do with compliments. You say thank you. You just accept them. <laughs> yes. And yeah, you, you drop a deuce so good at that. and you move ah! on. <laughs> yeah. My buddy, and I don't like to badmouth other comedians on here, but my let's, but let's 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 not. You don't bad. like to. You sort of do. I know. I don't like to badmouth no, other comics. Who, I like to give no, other I comics like shit. I like I to give like you guys shit, who, but I don't like to. Yeah, but but if they're not here, if they won't let you in the you green know what I mean? room, if you get thrown out of their green room, I feel right. like it's fair to right. say. Right. Well, that wasn't me, yeah, so no. I can't. I oh, can't. That do that. I don't think that was Brad Garrett. Either. And it wasn't Brad Garrett. No, who did. no, Brad's great. Brad's a really super. Brad loves comedians. Yeah, Brad is great. And have you ever seen him live? Oh yeah, unbelievable! I mean, he yeah, yeah. Really he great. kills. Yeah, yeah. He destroys. He's amazing. It was one of the few times I went to a club where I wasn't performing. I saw Brad Garrett. So a thing a couple of years ago. I was doing a benefit, mm -hmm. and one of the nights, hey, we're going to go to a comedy show. Oh, great! And be, it was just great. What would be great is if we could do our week at his club while he was also in residence. No, I don't want to follow no, him. Oh, <laughs> no, you kidding me? No, no we can't. No, I was just. I don't know. Does what, he still what, do his Herman Munster impression? I don't. I, I don't think he did it that. Night. It's great. I bet it is, but that's it's pretty dated. Yeah, he well, didn't do it. No, he he was, sure. he was doing contemporary stuff, riffing off the crowd. Oh, he does. He, he listen. He, I because when he does Irvine, so entertaining. He'll he'll host it and then have two comics, and you know he'll do like thirty minutes up front, then comic will do fifteen. He'll do oh, another. That's kind of a cool way to do. Yeah, it. that's yeah, yeah. That's how they do it in like Australia, isn't it? But they used to do that in Boston. The best, oh, really? The 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 most uh, accomplished comedian would be the host. That's what I like. That's what. I, as a matter of fact, I I'm gonna do a. I usually do. I don't headline in town very often, just because uh, you get this. I tend to see, draw the same people and new material and stuff like that. But I'm gonna do my birthday. I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna make it a, a birthday show in August, and I'm gonna do it that way. Mm -hmm. And up. Either the improv or the uh, uh, comedy store main room. On your actual birthday? Actually, yes. My birthday is on Thursday, so I might do it August 18th. I might do it August on August 18th. 18th. I've penciled in at the comedy store. I'm waiting to hear back from the improv. But I want to invite... You're going to get in, get them into a bidding war. Yes, yes. That's a great idea. As long as you pay me, I'll be there. I, I, want... I was just going to extend my invite to you guys and I'll, as we get closer to the date. I'll have to, you have to put money in my hand, but I'll be there. How much? <laughs> Just what do you mean? How much? Amount, how just much? An amount. An, uh, more, more than you've ever paid a comedian before. <laughs> Any Alan, comedian, Alan's unless it's Chuck a benefit, Perry. unless you're doing it for like uh, you know animal shelters or. People. Oh, you know, I actually might make it a benefit. Not to. Well, if you make it a benefit, I'll be there for free. All right. Well, it's so look at that. Look what I did. I just took my talk my price down. <laughs> I see how you operate. And it's no small wonder. <laughs> well, we'll have to make it a benefit bit. now. That way, we get Haby for free. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so, so yes, yeah, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do that. And I'm oh, gonna, I'm not in town. I, I'm actually in uh, Tahoe. 
What yeah, date? That, what, you're able to know that what date? Yeah. What date? That's how few dates I have. What date? I start like the 16th of Wednesday, of? 17th August. Oh, he is. All right. He got it. So I'm not okay. there. I'll be in the date, South Lake yeah, Tahoe. Yeah, you're right. Oh, bummer. I'm not so sure about this episode. Uh, this all started with you. <laughs> you know, it's great. Could... We don't have to listen to this. We're <laughs> just on it. Yeah, no, I know. Believe me, that is what's great about it. Um, you just said you don't like to badmouth comedians, right? And I felt like that was you getting ready to badmouth a comedian. And oh, I, I was. And I, yeah. Do you do you want to go ahead with that? Sure. Right? Okay. Um, backwards. Uh, let me. Can I say something? Sure. When I have a problem with a comic and I'm talking to a comedian, I go, "What's their name?" I go, "I don't give names." Yeah, neither do I. Okay, go ahead. Normally, um, but I will say because it's not. He's kind of got a bad reputation anyway, and it's not really that bad. It's not like he beats women or anything like that. But um, back when I was starting out, my buddy was hosting the Laugh Factory, and Bill Maher was on, and he introduced Bill Maher like this. No, he introduced some. He introduced Kevin Pollack, who I love, Kevin Pollack. Um, he lives right up there. But he... No, was it Kevin Pollack? Kevin Pollack was involved, but Great Kevin Pollack's not, <laughs> yeah. not, not at all the bad guy in this. You've really worked out the beats in the story. That's what I like yeah. about you, Murray. You do uh, your homework. I'm a writer. I don't know if you know that yeah. or not. I'm a writer. I my writing. Um, I wouldn't uh, tout myself right now. You know what they say about writing? What's that? The secret of writing is rewriting. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I'm looking for the awards. I don't see uh, it. Well, it's hidden behind. The, there's one right there, that uh-huh. crystal, large crystal thing. It looks uh-huh. like the one Superman threw to... And Superman the movie to build the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, what what is that for? That's for, uh, it's I think that's a Spirit Award, but for best Spirit. TV show. Spirit. I think they were the not the Spirit Awards. What were What's, they? What the hell is Spirit Awards? It was an award with that because it talked. It was a show about like anti smoking and stuff. So they gave like it. I don't oh, know. I read the plaque. <laughs> okay. Anyway, somebody not Kevin Pollack and Bill Maher were on this show. It was a benefit. Havy, you were probably there. And uh, not at the laugh factory, go ahead. <laughs> you and me both. And my friend was like, I'm very excited to introduce this next comedian. Uh, I, lo- I, when I was 16, I wasn't allowed into, I think it was probably some club in Chicago, but I snuck in to see this guy because he's my absolute favorite. He inspired me to get into comedy, you know, welcome, blah, 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 whoever it was. And uh, he brings him in. And then, like, five minutes later, Jamie's like, uh, can you come to my office, please? Jamie is the owner of the Laugh Factory. Can you come to my office, please? And in, in the in the uh, his office, Bill Maher's sitting there, just kind of going over his notepad. Doesn't even look him in the eye, and he goes, uh, "If you fucking introduce me that way, I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> like he's like, "How are you going to introduce me? You're going to make me sound like that old guy you just brought up," and and just like laid into the guy for for how he introduced him and made it sound like he was really old. He's like, no, I was just, I'll say whatever you want me to say, and then uh, yeah, the whoever guy, it was he, he was trying to be nice. He was trying to be nice, but it, it he was it trying is, to be nice, but but I and I completely actually, it is a little I bit butchered weird. that story so bad. Bill Maher said this, yeah, but but it happened. But the guy did the guy butcher the fucking intro? He, no, he didn't butcher. He, it wasn't even Bill's intro. It was somebody before right. Bill, and Bill was worried that he was going to get that intro. Right. Yeah, and and whoever the other comic was in the room was like, Bill, did you hear how this guy fucking introduced me? Like after, Gerald, what the fuck? Oh, because the other guy was mad about the it. The other guy was mad about it too. And he's like, you make and, you know, meanwhile, this guy is just like basically what I well, was just trying to say, I, I respect this guy. Yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah, but is, when you but say I've known this guy for a long time. But it is for, like when I was when I was a boy, this yeah, is the yeah, person yeah. that I really yeah. like. Sure. I, They're saying you're that. old. It is 
it may or may not be intentional, but it is the kind of subtle, intentional screwing with you that comedians can do to each other. On sure. We can't say for sure that that's what was happening. But he, this kid was 21. He wasn't out to screw anybody. Well, I mean, I understand. It seems a little bit. It, I'm, I'm it's a rookie being, mistake. I'm being devil's advocate yes. on this. It's a rookie's it is mistake. A rookie mistake. I want to believe that that person was doing a legitimate compliment. Sure. But at the same time, devil's advocate wise, it's like, look, you're 21. Don't make me sound old i can still be as funny on stage as you are and this Agreed. isn't like hey let's give grandpa a round of applause just for being out of the house can't believe goes. this guy's still alive here he <laughs> is right you know here's the thing and i've been an mc i'm sure both of you guys have had you always ask the act how would you like me to bring you up what credits do you want me to use what do you want me to say mm -hmm. and so uh, there are times over the years i said don't tell them, boy, this guy is funny. You're going to dig. Oh, yeah. Don't build me up like that. Just mention my credits. Here he is. I'll take care of the rest. Yeah. And I had a guy bring me up at Hermosa one night. I said, listen, he goes, I know how what to say. I said, no, no, don't. He goes, no, you got to own it. He goes, we got a special treat for you tonight. People are like, well, then they think it's Chris Rock or Jerry Right, Seinfeld especially or, at the Comedy Magic Yeah, Club. Jay Leno or any of those guys or the Comedy Seller. And he goes, he's a star. This Matt, because he was all excited. I was on Mad Men. Uh -huh. I said, don't. I'm excited about that. Yeah, but don't bring it up like and hail Caesar before you. <laughs> yeah, you can say, hey, he's on. But and this, please welcome. That's it. Yeah, that's all, that's all you say. But these guys go on and on. And he got mad at me after. He goes, no, you got to own it now. You're 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 a star. I go, no, I'm not a star. Right. I'm a fucking actor that got a great break and it worked out. But I'm not a star. Fuck you. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. Wow. Wait, maybe that other You're, comic was Alan Havey. Now that I think back like, on that story, it sounds like, like humility me. mixed with anger. No, right. it's I'm <laughs> yes, it's like you don't like, you, set people up. It's to a humble Chris, rant. You tell people one more time that I'm a legend. <laughs> kick you living daylight. No, I, out of I, listen. I appreciate the way you feel. Thank you, but don't bring me up in a crowd that way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. I understand. Hey, here's a here's a great political satirist. Uh, his fantastic show. Please welcome the one and only Bill Maher. Yeah. That would be, I think Bill would like that. Sure. It, it kind of lets you know who he is, gives him the respect, but you don't go, wow, I saw this guy back on VHS. <laughs> you know? Yes, I agree with the rookie mistake, but I also think he could have handled it better. Yes. Him did. and the other comic could have handled it a lot better. Well, because this, this is like his, this kid's third time on stage. Yeah. He was completely devastated. You know, yeah. here it is. Sure. Your idols just fucking shit all over you. And well, it, yeah, Bill could have said it a lot better. Hey, listen, do me a favor. Don't bring me up like the yeah, last guy. Yeah. Just do that. That's exactly. You, you have to do. I agree with you on that. Exactly. Well, I Bill, brought. I don't feel like Bill is known for his people skills. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know, what amazing. You really get to stress. I think it's really good to have people skills in this business. Mm -hmm. But Mars, a guy who had just blown right through that. Yeah. He doesn't. And, and, oh my God. And in a way, I admire that. I totally that he admire. He just it. owns who he is mm -hmm. and just blows. Through. I waited for him. We did some specials down in Miami. This is twenty-five years ago. He, it was brilliant. One hour and two minutes. First like, road story. It, it was topical. <laughs> it was great. He was politically, and I'm watching going, well, this isn't the shelf life of this special. It's going to mm -hmm. be short because it was all contemporary sure. political stuff. But it was brilliant. And I waited, and he was talking to some people, and I just waited and waited. Finally, I said, Bill, it's one of the best half hours I've ever seen in my life. And he just went, thanks.
Like, and you know, just totally blew me off. Like, yeah. Like, oh, huh. like that fucking. Like I know. Like that like matters. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Of course, what'd you expect? That kind of right. thing. <laughs> I thought, okay. All right. I mean, but I thought I had to say something because it yeah. was so good. You know, so I, you know, I, I've run into the, the Mar wall. Right. Yeah. Know. On the on the other hand, I've, when his show was politically incorrect, I did it several times and he was nothing but nice to me. And yeah. and it was a really fun show to do. Yeah. Well, I also, know. there and, are, and, and his, this HBO show, uh, Real Time is great. Real Time yeah. is and great. And it's important. Yeah. Bill Maher is an important person as Stuart was and hopefully will be. To have these comedians on the air, John Oliver, I would put in John Oliver, Samantha B. John Oliver has the best show on television right now. I have oh. not seen Samantha B. I would like to check her out. Yeah, let me ask you. Check this. it out. Oliver is phenomenal. Let me ask you this, and I thought about this earlier in the show. We've how long before we have a comedian, a former comedian, as president? Because you know we've had the actor Reagan, mm-hmm. and we've when we've got Donald Trump, who's a reality TV show. I don't think he's going to get to be president. But, I think but, he's but, got a good shot. Pretty close. Pretty yeah. close. Senator Al Franken. Senator yeah. Al Franken. So how long before we get the comedian president? There, you know, there. I I had an idea for a good movie plot, which I think somebody actually did. Over or under our lifetimes? Oh, our lifetime? No. Next lifetime? Yeah. We'll no, have, I, I think so. There's we'll people have as being the, young, as being the youngest alive, guy in the room. There's people alive today who will see the first comedian president of the United States. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Not in this room. No, they might be baby. No, no one will take him seriously. Not in this room. I don't he, know, man. They're Paris taking for the peace talks and say, "Let's get rid of nuclear armaments." Everybody would just crack up. I don't know. I well, that's <laughs> we're gonna. I don't we have a beef for your butter joke. But <laughs> I do, I do All right, we have okay. a very good shot of a reality star being president. Like I, right have, I, yeah, I have no, pro- I have no problem thinking that in the next generation there could no, be a comic. No way. Uh uh-uh. uh Comic? You don't think a comic? No. Could be. But I'm talking about a. a John Stewart, or Bill Maher, or, or, or well, I'm also. I mean, let's be honest. They have to. It's rigged. It's rigged. Nobody, listen. Nobody's becoming president unless a group of people want them to become president, and that group of people mm. are not in this room <laughs> and are not the everyday America. You know what I mean? There are people right now who know who's going to be the next president because they're making it that happen. I disagree with you, Murray, and I feel like that's a kind of cynical. We live in a country where any anyone could be president. Anyone, well, even even yes. little children who are going to George go on W. To Bush. <laughs> George W. Bush can be president. Anyone can be president. Twice. Anyone, who's, anyone whose dad was president can be president. <laughs> not, tell that to Jeb Bush. Yeah, well, well, he was on the fast track, and all of a sudden president. Trump came along, and kaboom, oh. it blew up. Well, he really didn't show any kind of twinkle toes ability to adjust on the fly to the right. situation at hand. I feel like Jeff so you Bush think just he's... kept rocking the same game plan. I'm not. I'm not a political comic at all. As a matter of fact, I riffed the other night, and I riffed a joke about Trump, and we got a r- real response. And I felt like the audience was waiting for more, and I felt like I was standing in the middle of a field, just with nowhere to go because yeah. I don't. I don't do that, and I'm not. There's people who do it. So so much better than I could ever do it. Bill, Jimmy Dore, Bill Maher, you know, all these great comics. And yep. I, it was so funny. I'm like, oh, shit. I just dug myself a hole. Now I got to get out of it. <laughs> thank that's, God I'm a good comic. You shit. should tell him that. Hey, yeah, that's it. Yes, thank God. And I got myself thank out God of it. Yeah. Thank yeah, God Murray. That. Yeah, In fact, that's why we're here today, to tell you what a wonderful host. You got out of this whole host. conversation about whether we'd ever have a comedian president. Yeah. Um, I should have got, got out of the poop conversation a lot earlier. What are we going to do now? I yeah. feel like you... Bailed on the poop talk. It's you know, and it's so surprising yeah. coming from Jake. 
because I think between the two of us, I don't know your act that well, that uh, Jake is probably uh, has higher standards for jokes. But he went right to poop. Right, right to poop. Right to drop in the well, deuce. Well, different bathrooms. Between your my acts. wife. Whoa. There's a what big happened? Between your act and a podcast. Oh, that is when my wife got cut off. Yeah. I was going to talk about my wife. Oh, go ahead. Well, she loves poop humor. Everybody she, loves poop humor. No, but my the wife like that they call it the lowest common denominator is because everybody likes it. it. Yeah, but my wife is it like you? I wouldn't. It took me like four years to figure it out. Trying to make my wife laugh, I made one off the cuff fart joke, which I never make, and tears in her eyes. She's a civilian. You guys wouldn't poop while the other person was in the room, would no. you? No, my no, wife not at all. I don't even like wife, that idea. I don't even like you bringing that up. My wife would never <laughs> laugh at a joke like that. My wife really? has very high standards. Yeah. I did joke the other night that uh, I got a hideous roar Ooh. from the crowd. I'm not even going to do could the you, line. I don't know here. what a hideous no, roar could means. You just do a hideous roar. <laughs> what is well, yeah, I never it, heard. Are you sure that's not like a sound on your audience phone? Audience react like that in my career. I don't understand what is that a good roar or a bad roar? It was a well, it was a hideous roar of laughter. They were horrified and laughing at oh, the same time. Okay. So it was a horrifying laughter roar. Okay. And I talked and I got them, I got them back and it was really insensitive line, but I had to say it because it came into my head. Sure. And if I hadn't said it, I would have grown a tumor that night. <laughs> right, right, right. That's my And your uh, wife did not agree with it? No, she thought it was funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she can like the... Oh, yeah. She can like the dark stuff. Okay. But it was... Uh, I can't... I won't even repeat it because it's taken out of context. It sounds really horrible. Oh, sure. I'm not a... Uh, you know, people say... That, that phrase, comedy is timing... Not only means how quick-witted you are, but where you yes. say it, what around what crowd. Like the Woody Allen joke we're talking about. He probably dropped it in behind a couple other jokes mm -hmm. where, oh, now we get it because we know more of who you are or this train of thought you're on. That joke is very funny. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had a joke that I used to do for a very long time and, and never got the laugh that I thought it deserved, and I retired it. And then I brought it back for my last CD when I was working on it. And the, putting it there in that chunk, yeah. then it got the laugh I yeah. thought it deserved. It, it was just a long, long placement. Don't throw the jokes away, kids. You, Keep them. You never know when they're going right. to come in handy. Before we get out of here, and I really do want to thank you guys for coming. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> That's all I got. Jake, would stop playing with your phone for I, God's sake. You wanted me to see if I could have the horrified laugh, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. No, it wasn't. Was like that Pee Wee Herman? Um, no, clown laugh. <laughs> hey! A little crusty. A little crusty, the clown. Hey, thanks for coming on the Marie Valerie Show <laughs> Road Story Podcast. Today's guests, Jake Johansson, Alan Heavy, and Murray. We'll see you next time with... Road Stories. Oh. Road I, don't, I don't know. You don't have a guest? Oh, I don't know who next week's going to be yet. Sorry. If you uh, are a comedian <laughs> and, and you live in the Los Angeles area and you have great road stories... Yeah. Murray wants to hear from you. P.O. Box 9. Maybe. Um, before we get out of here, a listener, I believe oh I believe your name is Eric. Uh, by the way, I, I just did a headline La Jolla Comedy Store. I do a, 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 a you, you actually bitched at me about this last time you were on, but I do a, a, a tour with comedians who surf, and we go up and down California. How could right? you have a problem about that? Stop. <laughs> go ahead. And... Uh, and it's great. And we, I did, we did La Jolla on Thursday. And thank you all who came out. A lot of listeners came out. It was great to see you guys. We packed the place out. It was awesome. So I just wanted to say thank you to La Jolla and the San Diego 
uh, Road Stories listeners who who came out to that. Thank you so much. And do you guys surf before? The oh show? yeah, we went does to Trestles. Crowd, does the crowd? No, but I mean the comedians obviously would go. Yeah, surf, yeah. But but is the crowd invited? Do you say? I do. Yeah, go? yeah, yeah. I have to. Yeah. Do, I have to say it. I have to be a little more active about that. But the great thing about this show and this tour is it's not just centered to comedians. Like mm-hmm. there's no material about surfing. Well, there might be one or two jokes What's about your it. Surf handle. Uh, Doggy? No. You want to know what it is? And it's, tube shooter? Really? You got a surfer name? I thought we weren't going to talk about poop anymore. What? No, just <laughs> tube shooter. Come on. Yeah, tube shooter. I like it. Do you uh, have a surf name? They, uh, Topanga calls me the pumpkin because the pumpkin. I, I have an orange board. Uh-huh. One, of my board one of my boards is orange. And the one day I, I paddled out in uh, orange. Catch it, pumpkin. In orange. Uh, Board shorts without really thinking about it. Right. So right. I was just like this orange. You must be a pretty good surfer if you got a nickname. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pretty good surfer, and but I don't think the nickname and the yeah. thing have anything. I if just, your I just name is Splash. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> His nickname is Drown. Um, but I just didn't. Qu- I wasn't thinking about it, and I who thinks about what they're going to wear when they go into the water? And I was just, it was just orange all over. Well, I guess you fashion plates do, but it was just orange, so they call me Tangerine. Point was, what was I talking about? You're talking about Eric. La Jolla. Listener. Oh, Eric, the listener. Thank you. And he, uh, I believe He's, your name is Eric. And by the way, like a board op. By the way, uh, I owe you a T-shirt, Eric. I said email me because I was supposed to bring him one. Um, he, I did a, I did a Q and A episode. I did, a, I, I tweeted out. Do you have any questions for comedians? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, for one episode. And uh, do we have questions for us? Uh, well, he suggested I do this one question at the end of every show. Okay. Because he loved it and people really responded to it. And I have forgotten to do it until now. So here we go. Do you remember the first time you made somebody laugh and what it was? What is or as a person, as a person or the earliest memory you have of making somebody laugh? Kindergarten for me. Perfect. Uh, kindergarten graduation. I played a, a priest. Uh-huh. The other girl played the nun. I kind of flubbed up lines. I just remember seeing adults laughing this is 1960 so mm-hmm. do the math and um at that time children were seen and not heard it was really hard to get you just didn't have a relationship with adults sure those are your parents or an uncle and they were just beaming and laughing and smiling at me and and i remember that that is great that is great i love it that is great i played a bear in uh the tortoise and the hare in kindergarten and all they had was a Winnie the Pooh. This is the first I didn't time even I know there were bears in that. There's not. They just had to. Everybody had to have a part. So mm-hmm. they wrote me a part of a bear coming in, saying, "I'm coming too, coming to the race." Mm-hmm. That's it. And all they had was a Winnie the Pooh outfit. So I was a yellow bear. You mm-hmm. were Winnie the Pooh, really. I was basically Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, 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 I had one. to take off the Pooh T-shirt because it had the red band that said Pooh on it. So I had to we're take it off. To Pooh, everybody. But they, oh. they know. They know Pooh. Everybody knows Pooh. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you made somebody I laugh? I can barely Jake? remember the well, first time I memory? had sex with a lady. Um, so I can't remember the first time I made somebody Do you remember laugh. an early anything at school, around the family? Uh, you know, I remember being a goo- All kids are goofy. Sure. I mean, you got a kid. Yeah, yeah. Kid, what, 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 just get to the laugh, man. First time I you saw somebody laugh. I, couldn't, I already said you I couldn't. You can't. Murray stepped all over the I can't even remember the first time I had sex with a lady joke. And so that I was done. I'm sorry. I didn't once realize it was, was a joke. Was really? Did I step all over you? Lush of virginity? 
I, yeah, no. Okay, I do. then you can remember that. I, so I said I, I, I can remember I, making I somebody I, laugh. Yeah, I said boom. I barely remember that. We'll try to think. And that about is it. more important to me. We're going to do the outro, <laughs> and uh, during the outro to <laughs> this know, uh, just being a silly, mammoth podcast. A silly kid. You is this a personal? Kid? You seem to be. You seem to take offense at this well, question. I, I sort of. I feel like this kind of goes. This plays into this idea that oh yeah, I was a class clown. I always knew I was going to be a comedian. That's not my story at all. I don't think I that I don't kid. No, I don't. Then, I think I, it's a great question. I, really I, do. I don't think to anybody. Yeah, because I don't. I, I think you might be misreading that question, and it because uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think everyone's entitled to their opinion, including me. And we're not asking uh, your opinion. Not well, on not my podcast. My I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I I don't remember that as a connection to me being a. a I don't comedian. think there's a connection there. I think no. I think. I th- I know where you're coming from, but I don't think this is I don't think that's the situation here. I think he just he just wanted to hear about the first time well, I you made like, somebody laugh. I feel like or an closest, early memory of it. Yeah, so I can't remember that because that okay. was when I was a little kid. That's fine. And, and since I've got a kid, I know that that happens early. You know, yeah. you're, you're like four or five years old when you're make saying silly things. So sure. I can't remember any of that. I remember getting joke books when I was a kid. But the first thing that I can remember that would be connected to me being a comedian mm-hmm. in some kind of meaningful way would be uh, when Saturday Night Live first came out and doing on stage at some kind of high school talent show uh-huh. the wild and crazy guy sketch, you know, sure. which was uh, Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd and getting a laugh with some, you know, doing somebody else's material. We'll on take that. I'm sure Eric loved that without the 20 minutes uh, asterisk. I'm uh, trying to help you out, Eric, but I'm also trying to, to set pussies. the world straight. So right. By What's the way, I'm not, a, I'm not 100% sure his name's Eric, so I apologize. Well, Eric. if whoever well, he is, sure it's, he a great, mind. it's a great question, and I will tell you that the laughs I got in kindergarten led directly <laughs> to me being a comedian. Really? You're not I, being wanted, I, I found value in making people laugh. It led to my first joke at the dinner table. It led to me in class any opening I could get. Okay, so it definitely led to that. So I'm just saying. So, but that, that was my point: was that I don't fit that myth. But and then you tried to. It's show not a. That it's not a myth that it wasn't part <laughs> no, of the thing. No, and now, you're, now you're admitting it that could that have was been. Exactly, I'm not. It could have been t- something simple. A stranger. You said something in line when you were a kid, and a stranger laughed. That was kind of cool, but it didn't lead to me being a comedian. But my case, it was an like God said, "You're it, pal. This is it. Last whether you like it or not." You know what's funny to me? What's up? At this point in my life, I can honestly say right here in front of both of you, and I don't think as you hit new, puberty, and I don't think this is news to you. Yeah, my <laughs> voice is still not really settled down. I feel like Alan is one of my closest friends right now in my life, uh-huh. and this is our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you guys were that close. I knew you guys were friends, but that's well, great. We're just in contact. We see each sure, other. Yeah, I, I would say you know as as we you, generally live in the same hood. Yeah, we live in the same hood. We've and, known and, each other for many many years. Yeah, and when you get when you get you know I'm married and I got a kid, so I have a certain amount of time that's available. Exactly, and so someone else who's who's able to go on the fly and kind of hang out. We're, we're friends. Always we fun times with Jake. Always uh, fun times with Alan. I say always fun times with both of you guys. The, I've hung out with Jake a lot more than I have with Alan, but I've had a great time with Alan also. Well, we've killed that bird. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, we this is how this podcast came to fruition, 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 fruition. 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 Thank you. No, every, no. Once, every once in a while, the braces. Will, you said it right. I did? Keep going. All right. Um, we all talked about having breakfast mm-hmm. or coffee. Coffee, and then it morphed to breakfast when Jake entered the picture, and then podcast. Jake, who's thank you very much, has filled in on this podcast several times. I appreciate it. 
And they're like, oh, let's just do a breakfast podcast. You guys came the, over. What? We had bagels. But here's the thing. You should have had the mics on as soon as we walked in because the whole thing with the bagel and the toaster <laughs> and stuff, that's fun. Ah. People like yeah, that. You, you know, you're right about that. But the problem is, since you were a half hour late, we had turned the mics off. <laughs> oh, really? No. I had, I had a limping. <laughs> Jake, I thought we were friends. We are friends. Now people know I have a cat. That's the kind of information I don't want <laughs> you to <didn't> say. <laughs> now you're going to get stalkers. Yeah, no. Now you're going to get stalkers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wrap up on this story real quick. Uh, we were talking about making... Laugh, people laugh as, uh, when you're a child. I walked into my preschool the other day to pick up my son early, and apparently... <laughs> I thought, when you started that, I, th- I walked into my preschool the other day. I thought you meant you went back to your preschool. Oh, oh I guess, yeah. You walked yeah. into your son's I walked, preschool. I guess, I, yeah, I chose the wrong words. I walked into my son's preschool, and apparently somebody had spilled water all over him, and he was changing in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And the bathroom is its this huge room and the bathroom's on the far end and i walked in and the teachers are sitting around their table and they're laughing hysterically that's something they're laughing and so me i want to get in on it and see if i can make it funnier you know so i walk over and they're looking in the bathroom and they're laughing and i swear one teacher is literally wiping the tears from their eyes so hard and i'm like what are you laughing at she's like your son is reenacting the accident where he got water spilled all over him and like I, I stop. I was about to go look in, but I'm like, you know, if I look in, then he'll see me and he'll right. stop and and pay, you know and want to tell me. And so I sat back out of his view, watching these people laugh at my son. It was awesome. It That's was great. one of the That's greatest great. feelings I but think I've ever had in my them life. Laughing at him? No, he could. He oh, okay. he couldn't see me because if I would have poked him, I would have up. But he'd be like, "Daddy, guess what?" You know, and killed his whole. Mm-hmm. Could he tell it uh, again when he came home? Yeah. Well, the great thing is, as I sat back and watched these people laugh when it was done, I walked in and he goes, "Daddy, you'll never believe what happened." <laughs> <laughs> and then he started doing it again. But I got to tell you, and I'm not much for sappy stuff on that on this show, but that. That was that was awesome. It's a beautiful thing. That was great, man. My kid loves to get Now, if you can laugh. only get audiences to laugh like that. I, what's your secret, kid? What's yeah, your secret? If we could get your years from now mm-hmm. when your kid is a movie, a comedic movie star after right. his explosive first stand-up special. Sure. You'll be able to have him listen to this, and he'll be able to answer Eric's question about what's the first time <laughs> that you remember making But not to the whole show. Zip up to this part. Right, right. Don't yeah, no, yeah, listen to the, the whole, whole thing. Show. No, no, no. Yeah. He's, he's graduated past. You. I just got to fast forward. There's a little bit of poop talk. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and more poop talk. Um, all right, I got to do this real quick. I'm sorry, guys. I, I Normally, I would do this beforehand, but this is going up to, today. So, um, all right, first of all, let's go. Where can we find you guys? What's going on? What, uh, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, I know you guys are busy. AlanHavey.com. I'm going to be at the LA uh, Improv this Friday. May the 28th. Oh, I might swing down. I don't think I'm booked on No, anything. May the 27th and May the 26th. I'll be at Hermosa. Oh, nice. Headlining. Excellent. And I'm uh, jakethis.com. I've got a podcast, Jake This of Jake Johansson. You I love it. It's hilarious. At Jake This on Twitter, Jake This on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as Jake Johansson. Please like. Please, don't just go to the page and look at it. Click the like thing because it helps... When that number gets bigger, mm-hmm. it makes other people to say, oh, there must be so, something going on. And it can just be our secret that you do it just because <laughs> I asked it to. Or you can listen to his podcast. If you don't like it, don't hit like, right? Well, I'm not talking about the the podcast doesn't have a like button. I wish it. I wish I wow. sure. Wow. wow. It doesn't, but you can go on iTunes and write a good review of it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you can not do that. 
If you no, don't don't take the time to write a bad review. No, no don't please. take it. Who Who's takes the time so many to write podcasts a bad review? out there? If you don't like it, if you want to see something mean, don't say it to Bill Maher. You know what? Actually, writing a bad review is better than not writing a review. Is it? Yeah, because it it yeah through the algorithms and all that stuff. Yeah. It, it you're yeah. So if you don't like something, don't write a review about it. That's the way. It becomes negative. Stern, when he started on uh, WNBC, mm-hmm. the people loved him, l- listened on an average of two hours. People that hated him, four hours. Really? Yeah. Really? That's why uh, anger, conflict, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I hate this. I have to keep listening to it. Sure. We have a compulsion to listen to things or watch things that we hate. Oh, I, I can see that. That's why Trump, the numbers are so huge. Mm-hmm. He's making billions of dollars for media services. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he's compelling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, repelling, listen, I think. Hmm? repelling, compelling, compelling. listen, and repelling. Yes. Both. Um, again, I want to thank you guys for coming out last week. Uh, the purple onion, June 2nd, I will be there. Uh, get your tickets now. Um, I will have it on my face. Uh, the link, uh, I believe it's Eventbrite. Uh, they're doing tickets through I'll have and it on a my... classic venue. Historic. Yeah, venue. it really is. So historic mother's brother's. Uh, Jonathan Winters played there. Mm-hmm. A lot of great acts back Jonathan in the day. Jonathan Winters is my absolute favorite. Um, the Purple Onion. So that'd be... Not only see Murray, a contemporary comic, he'll be in a historic place. Mm-hmm. More bang for your buck. I know yeah. how to sell Murray. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. And you're right across the street from the City Lights Bookstore book and Vesuvio, this awesome Cup. bar. Oh, the, I, I know the bookstore. I don't know the bar, but... Uh, well, you should... Well, when you're done at the Purple Onion, you need to go to Specs, uh-huh. which is right... Around the corner, Tosca, which is right there as well, and then across the street is uh, Vesuvio. Those okay, are, awesome. Those are the three places that I recommend. And the bookstore is great. If you have to drop a deuce, go to a bookstore <laughs> because the graffiti is always very literary. You know, it's very interesting. The grammar's correct. Yeah, you can grab a book. I don't know <laughs> if they even have a poop room in that bookstore. Oh, they do. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, things to do, I have June first off in San Francisco. Uh, do you have a show that you'd like to let me have a guest spot on? Do you do a podcast? I'd love to do your podcast. What day of the week is June That's 1st? a Wednesday. That's a Wednesday, I have everybody. The, I have the day completely open. I'll be hitting 24-hour fitness to keep the temple in shape. Temple but after that, in shape. Will you stop? <laughs> but after that, I'm wide open. I, I'm happy to do your podcast. I'm I happy to do a guest spot. I think you should just ride spot. BART around the Bay Area Rapid Transit. You should just ride it around the Bay Area with your podcast rig and live tweet your location so that listeners can come get on BART, be on your podcast on their way to somewhere. That's actually not are the a Giants bad in town? idea. I don't know. I don't follow football. You don't follow baseball? You no, know, these are baseball. Oh, I don't follow June. baseball either. Football. I, now it's time to go. Ah! It's obvious that he doesn't follow either one. Yeah. <laughs> so June, uh, so uh, June 2nd, Purple Onion, come on out. Uh, I'm excited to see some of the listeners who have come out before. I'm excited to meet new ones. So uh, I'll have tickets for that at Murray Valeriano. Also, I'm killing and my what? road stories page on Facebook. I'm going to merge it with Murray Valeriano com- Comedy. So if you haven't liked my new page, it's facebook.com forward slash Murray Valeriano. Uh, hit a like on that. You'll get the podcast. You'll get dates. You'll get fun stuff, maybe a video, you know, all that stuff. So it's give, crazy. give that a like. It's crazy. It's a plethora of goodness. We'll come. It is. There's so much goodness you coming give on. give good, you get good, friends. Yes, and I, I return every email, I re- comment, every comment, every every tweet. If, I, you, every, if someone comments on something on Facebook, you, re- you I I put as much effort towards it as I can. To, mm-hmm. to stay interactive. And a lot of people were like emailed me when I said I was starting a fan page and they didn't want me to do it because they were afraid I would lose the contact between them. And But I investigated it. I can still comment on your guys' page. I can, I'm still as 
uh, not approachable, easily accessible as I was on a regular Facebook page. Be a mystery, Murray. Ah. No, that's how you get people to follow you. Be a mystery. I did that in my 20s. Doing it for 33 years. (laughs) It's going to kick in any day now. Alan's not on Twitter. He barely has a cell phone. Uh, I, what, what do you mean? I have a what? Do you, I have a five C. What are you talking about? I have you a, you <laughs> just got that. So this is recently. a step, honey. It used you, to be I had to call spell you in your house because you wouldn't even turn on your cell phone. <laughs> no, sometimes I had it off. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a landline. <laughs> you don't no, deal with that. It. Go to hell. Uh, <laughs> June second, the Purple Onion. Get your tickets now. I'd really like to sell it out. That would be great. I, I much appreciate it. Oh, by the way, if you get your tickets now, uh, you save five bucks or eight bucks. So at the door, they're going to be more expensive. How so you want to get them out. I have 15 now? bucks now, 22 at the door, I believe. Wow. On my show, I have Don't Jim. See that? I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv that same weekend, and I feel like my tickets are comparable. Our tickets are comparable. Oh, you're really? Playing a, you're playing in this small venue in San Francisco. It's a... That's it's nice. That's a nice ticket. Okay. Price. Okay. Good ticket price. All right. I like that. Okay. I thought it would be more expensive because it's smaller. That's what I. Uh no. I like. like right. I, I want to oh, keep geez. accessible. All right. I know. All We're right. trying to Hold get on. out of here. Oh, and then, geez. L.A. Podcast Festival. I will be doing oh, the Road Stories Podcast. Fe- this is the last one, Alan. I swear. Jesus I like Christ. The, L.A. Podcast Festival. I don't know where to go now. If this was a room, we would be staring out at a bunch of chairs. You know, people. They, I don't think there's anybody still listening. <laughs> no, no, they're listening. Yeah, they're listening. They can't let it go. The dulcet it's, tones of Jake Johansson. Come on. It's like the stuff you hate. You can't turn it off, like you said. Um, L.A. Podcast Festival. I'll be doing the Road Stories podcast Friday night. Uh, you guys are welcome to drop by and talk as much as you like. Uh, that's how I do. I make it a very kickback show i have uh, i bring booze we have drinks i keep it in an open forum free I, booze you're supplying free i booze supply until it runs out as yeah. long as it, while supplies last while supplies last. well somebody for some reason people give me tequila as a birthday present mm-hmm. or christmas present and i hate tequila so mm-hmm. last year i had like four bottles of patron so i just brought, that had been sitting in my bar for two years i'll grab one now I'll get it off your hands <laughs> yeah i've got it yeah we drank it all last year of a road story oh just kidding god damn it <laughs> LA Podcast Festival. You can live stream it. When the live stream goes up, put in uh, the promo code for Road Stories and you'll get $10 off the live stream. Jesus, or just Once pay I the went $10. to Wichita and there was this nymphomaniac who was sitting in the front row. That's it. Cut it off. That's it. That's the end of the story. Jack Straw from Wichita. Come see these guys when you're coming to the town. You're very funny. Thank you guys for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns and Bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set and Middle acts doing blow, more missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church and Juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and 